Bronwyn Thompson. I'm the Director of Physiotherapy at Children's Health Queensland. Bronwyn, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you here. Bronwyn, I'd like to start today's interview with your achievements outside of physiotherapy and ask about your achievements in track and field. You're a three-time Olympian in long jump, having competed in Sydney 2000, Athens 2004 and Beijing in 2008. You also competed at the Commonwealth Games, winning gold in Melbourne in 2006. What stands out as a highlight for you from such a great career in long jump? Thanks, Rebecca. Yes, I have a number of outstanding memories from my career as an athlete. I think probably the best achievement was my fourth in Athens in 2004. And that was because I was behind three Russians who have all subsequently tested positive to drugs. So one could argue that I actually could have won, should have won the the Olympic medal. However, that's not the most emotionally rewarding experience that I had during my career. And I would say that would be my gold in Melbourne 2006. There's a number of reasons why that is. Um, Number one, it was a home games. And so I had my family and friends there. I, I got to stand on the podium and have the national anthem play. So obviously there was a significant emotional component to that. It was also redemption for me. So in 2002, I actually didn't perform very well in the Commonwealth Games and I was ranked number one. So for me to come back and perform that way was quite important to me. But more than anything, it was the journey that I'd had the previous 18 months. So a week after the Athens Olympics in 2004, I actually hyperextended my knee and it was quite a significant injury. And the doctor told me that you're never going to jump again. And if you do, then it won't be to the same standard. So, I mean, even now it gets me a bit emotional thinking about um, what that could have looked like. So the, the journey through was um, very challenging. It certainly challenged my determination and drive and determination to be able to continue in the sport. And when I was successful, I, I was back at my best, which is amazing. And I think it was more around, not only was the achievement for me, but it was also the achievement for my friends and family, my support team, the doctors who got me there, physiotherapists, sports psychologist, and my teammates, and also most importantly, my coach, who's very patient and amazing. How long was your recovery? So it took 13 months from when I injured my knee to be able to jump again. And it was another five months after that, that I could jump back at my best. They said that you wouldn't be able to. Was it just your pure determination that got you there, do you think? So it's interesting. I went through stages. I had quite a lot of pain and of all of the injuries, it was actually my hamstring had snapped. And that was the thing that caused me the greatest challenge that I couldn't run. I couldn't do a lot of the things that I ordinarily would. Part of it was having that support and having a a coach who can actually program around the challenges that I had and was very patient with me but I also have a little bit of a I'm going to prove you wrong (laughs) mentality and so I think when the doctor told me I'd never jump again then I was like oh I'm going to prove you wrong if I can. Yeah absolutely and I imagine that mindset is a huge part of being a professional sports person. Oh absolutely you you can't go out onto the field and not want to win and not want to put everything you possibly can in so yes it very much hones your determination and drive and I think sometimes the whole Aussie battler and trying to overcome adversity also steps into play. Do you still hold any records today? Only like local records now so I still hold the Queensland record so my Australian record, Commonwealth record and 
the Commonwealth Games record finally fell last year. So it's 12 years after I set that. I would have some other meet records, but nothing significant. It's quite extraordinary still that you held a record for 12 years. Oh, look, I'll I'll take it. (laughs) I still think it's great. (laughs) It absolutely is. Had it been a childhood dream to compete? And at what stage did you realise that you could go all the way to the Olympics and Commonwealth Games in your sport? Certainly I had a number of people who I looked up to and role models when I was younger and as a teen I definitely aspired to go to the Olympics and in all honesty it wasn't until in 2000 that I actually, which is when I made the Olympics, that it became apparent that I could make the Olympics. I think that um, I'm a bit of a realist, maybe too much of a realist sometimes when it comes to sport. And it wasn't until very late in the game that I'm like, oh, actually, I might be okay at this. Why long jump? I think in any sport, it's often the sport that chooses you as opposed to you choosing the sport. So I did a number of sports when I was younger. Long jump needs a lot of speed and it needs a lot of strength and power. And they were definitely the assets that I had. And I just seemed to perform better in that than the other events. I was always a very very good sprinter but the jumps were something it also has a technical element so you can also benefit by being able to analyze things and I think that there's a level of brain power involved to be able to change what you're doing on the runway to become better. I also played team sports and I remember a time where this sounds terrible I know because I work in a team and I'm very team oriented but I remember being a really great volleyball player and I had the game of my life. I was all over the court picking everything up but the other girls didn't have a very good game and we lost the game and I, I found that really challenging to not have the performance representative of what I actually achieved so I think that that was one of the other determining factors as to whether or not I went into an individual sport or a team sport. Were you always the kid at school who came first in all the athletics? I guess so, yes. <laughs> yes, I mean, I try and be humble, Rebecca, but um, yeah, there was certainly um, a lot, there, there wasn't a lot of competition within my school environment and I probably still have some records from my school. I was very good across a number of events and, and sports as well. And did you always keep up the sports as a child? I love sport and I do wonder how much of it relates to my family and background. My grandfather, he was actually instrumental in getting physical activity implemented into primary school. So we have a very sporty culture within our family. Bronwyn, just thinking back to when you were competing, what was your training schedule like in the lead up to a competition? So training varied based on what time of year it was and how close we are to competition. So going into competition was actually easier. But out of competition time, that was when the training was a lot more higher volume and more intense. But with long jump, you really need to be very careful because it is a high intensity event and you'll have 20 times your body weight going through your foot when you take off for a long jump. So you need to be quite cautious. But generally speaking, I would do two sessions of jumps, two sessions of sprints and two sessions of weights per week. And then I'd do another three sessions of stability to make sure my body stays in one piece. And that would total around about 15 hours in a week. Ron, at what stage of your sporting career did you consider physiotherapy as a career? So I was probably about 15 at the time and I'd actually hurt my ankle playing volleyball and I went along to the physio and I thought, oh, this is a pretty good job. I don't mind this. And so I wanted to be a physiotherapist probably from 15, 16. And my parents were very much, well, yes, you can do sport, but you really need to have a career. So for me, it was never about being an athlete and then being a physio. It was always about being a physio first and being an athlete was about me being the best I could possibly be. So I then finished 
finished my physiotherapy studies before I then went to become an athlete. I actually wanted to be a sports physio as most athletes do, but then I think it was really helpful for me to have something that was quite different from sport. So by being able to concentrate on a different clinical area, then I think that that was helpful for me. Um, And that's when I went into paediatrics. What age then did you start competing? So I graduated in 99 and then I, I had competed as a junior and I was doing quite well as a junior. And then I had a few years off the sport when I was 19, 20, 21. And then I came back when I was 22 and started competing in the um, adult open age group and as it was the first competition that I came back I jumped to 15 centimetre personal best and I think that it was definitely my father who encouraged me to go back and compete again and he was like oh when are you going to go back to athletics that sounds really derogatory but he was a very avid supporter of my athletics and I was probably humouring him more than myself when I went along to compete that day and that's when someone said oh you're ranked number two in Australia you should really go to nationals I'm like okay, maybe I should. And then I ended up in the Olympics that year. So it was quite a whirlwind year 2000. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And would you have been considered old in the sport at that stage or not necessarily? I wouldn't say that I'm old. In in the jumps and um, sprints, you tend not to peak until probably more 25 to 30. So it's not it's not unheard of to be 22 and be competing. However, I would say that most people have been competing continuously from being a junior through. So a lot of the other athletes would have this trajectory and they'd meet higher distances earlier, whereas I just had this massive gap in in my performance trajectory and that would probably be the main difference. Is it common for athletes to become physiotherapists? I'm not sure if you'd say common. I can definitely name off the top of my head three other physios who are also athletes. I suppose that it depends on what drives people and some people are interested in the body and other people are interested in numbers like it it, I don't think that it's necessarily physios and athletes all the time. So can you tell us about your physiotherapy career? So as I said before I wanted to be a sports physio and when I first graduated I was working in the hospital but I was also working part-time in a private practice so I was getting that sports side of things but then that's um, when it became a little bit difficult because of my sport and my training would be at the conflicting time as working part-time because it would be evenings and weekends. So I was essentially informed to stop that by the head coach of Athletics Australia and it was a good idea so that I could focus on my sport and then I just continued in Queensland Health. Then I realised that it would be nice to have something slightly different from all about those one percenters and athletes and we can be challenging to work with and I just needed to get my head away from sport and that's where I found um, paediatrics and I had a a great team and my director at the time, she was uh, into paediatrics and I had a, a great support person who is an an excellent educator, Rachel Thomas, and she works here at the Children's as well. So it helped me to guide my career into paediatrics. And then I was predominantly in the area of development. I did spend some time in the cerebral palsy health service, and I've predominantly spent most of my career in development. So the little young people and I, I very much enjoy spending time with little people. I have four of my own, and I um, get a lot of pleasure out of seeing them having success. And I've been at the Children's Hospital since 2019 and I've been in the director role for the last two and a half years. So thinking about sport and physio together, what skills did you gain in sport that have assisted you as a physio? I think that they were really symbiotic. So I took some things from my work and was able to embed them within athletics. So 
things like movement analysis and some of the clinical elements. I was also very fortunate within athletics to be involved in a number of boards. So I was on the board of the directors for Athletics Australia and I was also on the board for the Queensland Academy of Sport. So I think some of my involvement in leadership roles helped to translate as well. But in terms of the other way there's a huge number of things that I took away from sport. Some of it may have also been my own personal traits that then comes through and is amplified by sport. But I would say a number of them would be finding inspiration and setting goals, which is critical in sport and also within your career, finding that real pursuit for excellence. So I think that being the best that you possibly can be is important to me. I had the realisation through the environment that I would be training and performing in that the team environment is so critical and it's so critical within the work environment that you need to have great working relationships. I think that I'm very coachable and being in an environment where you are all about performance, you want to know what you're not doing well or what you can do better. Yes, you want to know what you are doing well, but it's all about what are those areas that I can improve on so I can actually be better for me, for the patients, for the service. So I think that that intent on trying to be better as opposed to feeling like it's criticism is really important. I found that Uh, emotional regulation was something that I learned through sport. Being able to be in a very heightened emotional state and contain your emotions. And I work with sports psychologists throughout my career as an athlete. And I think some of those strategies I've been able to implement within the work environment as well. Flexibility and adaptability within sport. We would be told at the last minute, oh no, you've now got a flight to Germany tomorrow. So you're going to have to organise that today. So it's being able to expect the unexpected. And I think being flexible and adaptable in a health industry is critical. Probably one of the things that I think I got the most out of being an athlete is resilience and flying in the face of adversity. And I know that my adversity is nothing compared to some of the children who come through our hospital, but it's when you don't get what you want and when you're not as successful as you want to be and how you then respond to that. And I can remember earlier in my career, I really had difficulty getting over one of the challenges and the humps in my career. And then as I learned some strategies and learned optimism and realised in the theme of things, in the context of the world, then it's okay not to be successful every time and it's a matter of getting up and having another go and you've always got those people alongside you who love you and adore you and want the best for you. So that was probably one of the best things that I learned from athletics that I can really embed within my career. Bron, you've focused on child development for a lot of your career. What's particularly interested you in that area? Physiotherapy is all about reaching your potential, I think. And in sport, it's about those last 1%, just those little teeny tiny fixes. Whereas one of the best things about children is I'm working with children and who doesn't enjoy playing with children is seeing the potential for a child met and seeing the joy out of families and the relief when a child can meet those milestones like walking and seeing children succeed and be able to reach their potential is very rewarding for me. And I think that's probably why I stuck with Impedes. And Bron, what areas are your focus for improvement or redesign now as director? So within the physiotherapy department here at the Children's Hospital, we've definitely got a focus on clinical excellence. My predecessor, Kelly Stockton, she had a really strong emphasis on research. So we've 
carried that culture through. And so we've got a number of research projects that we're engaged in and they're spanning multiple different areas. We also have a strong focus on education and trying to build capability throughout the state. And we've got a number of learning packages through iLearn that anyone and everyone can access. And that's thanks to predominantly the people within our service, but also with other people um, throughout the state and nation. In terms of what we're doing currently, we are looking at different models to try and optimise patient flow. And one of those models is the physiotherapy-led orthopaedic physiotherapy screening clinic in spinal patients. So patients with idiopathic back pain and rather than having to wait to see a consultant, they may be able to see be seen by a physiotherapist and get the intervention and treatment that they need without having to wait as long and most of them don't need any surgery or medical intervention. So it's a really cost-effective model to trial. It's very much in its infancy and we're about to trial it. Bron, I imagine your role at the hospital would be very busy and demanding. And as you mentioned previously, you're a mum of four children. If you have any time left, what is your current involvement in sport? Well, it depends what you classify as involvement in sport. I like to get out and be active, but I'm not involved in any organised sport. I certainly like to go and watch athletics and be connected connected with some of the athletes. I have some mentoring, some athletes who I provide mentorship for. I was a coach, but just in terms of my time commitments, I'm no longer involved in that. I'm no longer involved in the Queensland Academy of Sport, but I'm definitely keen to inspire my children to have a lifelong involvement in sport. And I certainly take my children to a lot of sport. So I'm a, a bit of a taxi driver, but I also very much enjoy seeing them enjoy their sport. Any little long jumpers in there? Oh, I don't know. My youngest is very sporty and I think that she would love to be a a sports person in the future. And just finally, Bron, what involvement could you have in the Brisbane 2032 Olympics? Is there any sort of aspiration to be involved in any way? Well, if my children are competing, maybe I can just go along and watch. (laughs) Maybe I'll go back and do some coaching. You never know what happens when it comes to organisational and structural opportunities as well. There may be a, a role leading up to the Games, but I am more than happy to be a spectator and enjoy the vibe that you get when you have an Olympic Games come to a city. And I know that Brisbane and Queensland will do an amazing job of putting on a show for the world. So I think just being a part of that will be incredible. It will be an amazing experience. Well, it's been an amazing experience talking with you. Thank you so much, Bron. Thanks very much, Rebecca. Rebecca.